God is good. Amen. I want to begin my sermon tonight and uh, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll show you my cards. I'll, I'll show you the, the name of my sermon right away. The name of the sermon is your victory is in his name. I wonder if you'd help me with that title. I wonder if you'd look at somebody tonight and tell them your victory is in his name. Help me one more time. Help me just one more time. Look at somebody else and tell them your victory is in his name. Oh, yeah. Uh, your victory is in his name. That's the title of our sermon. And I want to begin tonight. And um, I think they have a video clip queued up for me. It's from the 2002 Olympics. And uh, it is the finals of the men's speed skating uh, short track, 1,000 meters. Uh, it's the final uh, gold medal uh, session. And uh, there are five countries represented. I think uh, you'll see the USA, Apollo Ono, you might remember that name from back then, 2002, uh, was skating for the U.S. team. But uh, China was there and uh, Korea was there, Canada was there, um, and uh, there's another country. But then Australia, for the first time, is in the finals of the gold Olympic men's ice, you know, Australia, you know, pretty warm climate, not known for ice skating. <laughs> and um, so Stephen Bradbury from Australia has made it to the finals and he'll be in the, in the bottom frame, in the bottom of the frame. As I show this clip, it's about three minutes, but keep your eye on him. He will be last the whole way until something happens. Keep your eye on the Australian ice skater in the very bottom of the screen. Let's roll that clip. I think that's Canada, or that's Korea, uh, uh, bottom. And then they all, on the final lap, just look. They're, they're just a few feet from the finish line for the gold medal. And the last place guy, the guy who had no chance, he's not even in the frame with the other guys. He, he's got no chance. He's not even in the frame. He's, he's nowhere near. He's nowhere in the front. There's no chance for him to win. And here he comes. <laughs> Isn't that great? Oh, man, I love that. I wanted to introduce my sermon tonight. Your victory is in his name. Praise God. I appreciate you watching that with me as I thought about my sermon and, and uh, just felt like I should show that to highlight it. What's the point of that video? It's to show that you and I, if we are believers in Jesus Christ tonight, if you are in Christ tonight, let me tell you this, you are destined to win. I don't care where you've come from. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care what side of the tracks you were from. If you are in Christ tonight, you are destined to win. God has set this thing up. God has stacked the odds in our favor. If God before you and I, who can be against us? You and God are a majority in this house tonight. And it doesn't matter what you're going through. You may be, you may feel like, well, I'm losing. I'm on the last lap. I'm behind everybody. I'm, uh, there's no way I can win. I'm, I'm against all odds. I'm behind the pack. Oh, but if you are in Christ, the Lord has set this thing up 
so that in the end, in the end, you can't give up now. I came by here to tell somebody, don't you give up now. God is not done with you if you'll just keep skating. Just keep on skating. You understand what I mean by that? Keep running your race. So often people go through things, they want to quit, they want to give up, but the Lord sent me to tell you, keep on skating. Keep on running your race because when you get done, God has got victory for you. Your victory is in his name. If you'll believe it tonight, your victory is in his name. And you may be the underdog right now, but when God gets done with you, you're going to come out on top, be blessed and on top, holding the victory trophy. Glory to God. That brother from Australia, you know, they're skating fat. They're skating up to 30 miles an hour, upwards of 30 miles an hour. And that brother from Australia, he just had, he just had no chance, but he did do this. He refused to quit. He's in last place, but he refused to stop skating. He's way behind, but he refused to stop skating. The first four uh, skaters are within, you know, milliseconds of each other, and he's not even in the frame. He's not even in the close frame, but he refused to stop skating. He just kept right on skating, just kept right on running his race, putting one foot in front of the other. You say, but they let me go down there on the job. Just keep skating. You say, somebody that I love broke up with me. Just keep on skating. You said, but I've been through a divorce. Keep on skating. You said, I've struggled with things in my body, but keep on skating. God has got the victory for you tonight. (laughs) We're going to talk briefly in our time together. Just we're going to share some of your victories in his name. And we're going to share some of the names that God has revealed himself by. And one name that somebody else called, he didn't reveal himself that way, but somebody else called him. Uh, by that name. The first one, go with me to Genesis chapter 17. Genesis 17 verse 1. Oh man. Here's my first point. The Lord is my El Shaddai. The Lord is my El Shaddai. And God in scripture in many different places reveals himself as El Shaddai. Look at Genesis 17, 1. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. Woo! God revealed himself as El Shaddai. The Hebrew uh, breakdown of that, he said, I'm the all-sufficient one. That's what El Shaddai means. It means I'm the all-sufficient one. I like that. You may not be sufficient. You may not have enough. You may not feel sufficient. Oh, but our heavenly father, he's the all sufficient one. And if you're in Christ tonight, hey, he will make you more than enough. And that's the other thing this name means, El Shaddai. It means I'm the all sufficient one and I'm the God. Listen now, I'm the God who's more than enough. I like that. God has revealed himself. He revealed himself as the God who's more than enough. You said, I got a big problem, Brother Bill, but he's more than enough. Some people spend all their time telling uh, God about their problem, but you ought to spend all your time telling your problem about your God. (laughs) He's more than enough. I said, he's more than enough. When it looks like, when it looks like the chips are down, when it looks like you're not going to make it, God is more than enough. And the first step to resolving any problem that you may have is realizing that there's nothing too hard. There's nothing too big for our God because he's more than enough. Look over in chapter 18. You're in Genesis. Let's go to 18 verse 14. God told Abraham, you know what he told? The God who's more than enough, he told Abraham, is there anything too hard for the Lord? (laughs) 
You know what they were talking about. God showed up with Abraham 99 years old and said, about this time next year, I'm going, the angel said, about this time next year, I'm going to come and visit you. Your wife Sarah is going to have a baby. And then God said, he said, I'm the God who's more than enough. <laughs> I'm the God who can do anything but fail. I said, I wish I had a bigger amen. He is El Shaddai. He's the God who's more than enough. He told Jeremiah, he told Jeremiah, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Moses stood uh, at, the, at, the, uh, at the edge of the Red Sea in uh, Exodus 14, and he told the children of Israel, stand still and watch the salvation of our God. Job said over in Job 42, verse 2, he said, there's nothing that our God cannot do. I said, is there anything too hard for the Lord? He is El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one, the God who's more than enough. <laughs> Woo! I tell you, at destruction and at famine, God laughs at destruction and famine. Why? Because he's more than enough. Glory to God. He's not the God of barely get along. He's not the God of almost enough. I wish somebody would help me in here. I said, he's the God of more than enough. <laughs> Glory to God. But not only is he the, the he, he, is, he, he is the Lord and he's the God of more than enough. And he is my El Shaddai. That was my first point. He's my El Shaddai. Here's my second point in Genesis 22, uh, 14. My second point. Genesis twenty-two fourteen. it says, Abraham named the place Yahweh Yaira, which means the Lord will provide. My second point, the Lord is my provider. What was your first point? The Lord is my El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. What's your second point? The Lord is my provider. How many of you have a provider? How many of you could say tonight that the Lord has shown up my provider? May not have looked like it. There have been days when I didn't know how I was going to make it, but my provider stepped in. My provider came through. My provider opened up the door. My provider opened up the window. My provider made a way where there was no way. My provider, hey! <laughs> Abraham saw the ram in the bush. You know the story by now. Verse 13, he saw that ram in the bush. But Genesis 22, 14, Abraham said, the Lord, the Lord is my provider. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is my awesome provider. And the Bible says tonight, all things are possible to him that will believe. Glory to God. Mark chapter 9, Jesus said, hey, what do you mean if I can? Jesus said, if you can believe. All things are possible to him who believes, Mark 9, 23. So, hey, the second point here, the Lord is my Jehovah Jireh. How many glad tonight you've got a provider? May not, you may be going through something. God told me to remind you. He is, in fact, Jehovah Jireh. Go with me to Exodus, Exodus now. Exodus chapter 15. We said your victory is in his name. What was your first point? He is my El Shaddai. What that mean? The God who's more than enough, the all-sufficient one. What was your second point? The Lord is my Jehovah Jireh. He's my provider. What's your third? Why'd you tell us to go to Exodus 15? What's your third point? If you look down about verse 26, you'll see my third point. He said, if, I, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. God revealed himself. God said, God said I am the Lord who heals you. He revealed himself as the healer. I said, I wish I had a bigger amen. 
The Lord is my healer. Say that with me. The Lord is my healer. And I don't know what you're going through tonight, and you may be facing struggles in your body, but I came to tell you that God is your healer. He is our healer. He will be what you call him. I said he'll be what you call him. The Lord is my healer. And I see Jelke uh, Edmund in the uh, crowd tonight, and I remember visiting Jelke. Pastor Tad and I visited Jelke, and, and uh, he had a catastrophic event happen in his health. And Pastor Tad and I were there when the doctor came in his uh, room and said, well, I can't offer you any hope. I can't tell you that anything good is going to happen here. And the doctor gave just such a negative prognosis. Oh, but Jelke is a believer. His wife and family are believers, and we all banded in faith together. Stand up for us, Brother Jelke. And this brother is here tonight under his own power, and God has brought him, hey, from a mighty long way. (laughs) Thank you, Brother Jelke. Praise God. Every time Tad and I see this brother, we say, God is a good God. He is, the the Lord is our healer. He's our healer. He's a living witness. The Lord is our healer. I have any other witnesses in here. You say, the Lord is our healer. The Lord's my healer. He's, He's my healer. Because something changes when you say he's my, so you can know that he's a healer. You can know that he healed Brother Jelke. You can know that he healed other people. You can know that he's healed throughout all the ages of time. But until you call him my healer, you are my healer. You are Jehovah Rapha. That's what's said here. Jehovah Rapha, you are my healer. And let me tell you, the, the, the word here, Rapha, Jehovah Rapha, which we, we translate healer, it, it, that word Rapha, it means that, that the Lord heals spirit soul and body. It it means that the Lord physically heals. It means that the Lord mentally and emotionally, I wish I had an amen in this place, emotionally heals. It means that the Lord spiritually heals. Whatever kind of healing you need, hey, God is. He is our healer. He's Jehovah Rapha tonight. He is our healer tonight. He's our mighty healer. Praise God. He is our healer. Glory to God. And so he will be what you call him. And if you call him your healer tonight, he will be that for you. He will be your healer if you call him that tonight. He'll be whatever you call him. Glory to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And then when you turn over to uh, Exodus 17, turn over to Exodus 17 with me tonight. Exodus chapter 17 on tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, God is so good. Exodus 17 and verse 15, Moses built an altar there and named it Yahweh Nissi, which means the Lord is my banner. Everybody say that. The Lord is my banner. That's my next point on tonight. The Lord is my banner. What does that mean? Well, when you read the story that happens from uh, old verse 8 on down, um, Moses has to lead the children of Israel to fight Amalek. And uh, the Amalekites are a thorn in Israel's side. But God gives Moses a special plan to fight the Amalekites. And Moses tells Joshua, he tells Joshua, you are going to fight the Amalekites. You're going to get the men and you're going to go out and you're going to fight Amalek. And he said, but me, I'm going to go up onto a hill. I'm going to position myself on a rock on a hill up high. And he said, I'm going to hold up the staff of the Lord in my hand. And he said, I'm going to lift my hands to the Lord. And I'm going to, and see, Joshua, thank God, Joshua was a good follower. You know, I teach in class, you to be a good leader, you got to be a good follower. But Joshua was a good follower. He did what Moses told him to do. In other words, this battle was fought in the natural, 
Somebody listen to me now. And this battle was fought in the spirit. Somebody listen tonight. It was fought in the natural. Joshua went down there and took the troops and physically fought in the natural. Moses climbed that hill and sat upon that, well, he, he was standing initially, but he got tired. And with his hands in the air, with, Israel had the victory. The moment he dropped his hands, guess what happened? Israel started losing. Read from chapter, from verse 8 down in chapter 17, you'll see what I'm talking about. Israel started losing. Moses, his hands were tired. He had his hands in the air. He had the staff of God in one hand. His hands were so tired. And when he dropped his hands, man, Israel started losing the battle. So Aaron and Hur got around him. One got under one hand and lifted him. And the other got under the other hand and lifted him. And then they sat him upon a rock. Now listen to me now. Because victory often has to be waged on two different fronts. We have to do what we know to do in the natural. I hope somebody will listen to me. And we also have to do what we know to do in the spirit. Let's talk about the spirit side first. The spirit side's already been predetermined because of who we are in Christ. Because of our position in Christ. They sat, Moses, Moses sat upon a rock demonstrating to you and I that the spiritual side of this victory comes from standing on a rock from relying on a rock. Who is that rock? He's Jesus is our rock. Christ Jesus is the rock. And Moses sat upon the rock as they lifted his hands in the air. Glory to God. And I believe that one of those hands holding the staff rep represented the word of God. And if we're going to have victory, listen to me now, we're going to have to cling to God's word. We're going to have to cling to the promises of God's word. What is the problem? Whatever the problem is, you better find the promise. Because there's a promise that covers, there's a promise that covers every problem. What is the problem? I don't know. I know, but listen, the, the, the promise is in this book. And, if you, and, and Moses, one hand in the air, clinging to the staff, represented clinging, holding on to the mighty word of God. It's when, we, it's when we take the word and we believe God's word. We believe the promises of God's word. That's like one hand, his one hand in the air. It's believing the promise of his word. But he put the other hand in the air. And you know what that represents? The confession of our tongue. When we open our mouth and speak God's word. When we, not only do we believe the word, but we confess what we are speaking. What happens? You place a banner, you place a, a, a flag there. And I have a great picture for you tonight. I don't know if, if, if they're able to show this. There it is. Yes, thank you so much. Give all of our men and women in our video department a big hand. This, of course, is a very famous picture in American history, right? This is the planting of the flag at uh, Iwo Jima uh, in the Second World War as the war in the Pacific was coming to a close. And um, here at Iwo Jima, there are six Marines that planted that flag. And no doubt, uh, so many of you have served in the military, and we honor and, and love your service. Our own Greg uh, here uh, on staff is, is a Marine. He and Chris as well are former Marines. And, um, but that six Marines, three of, them went, they, three of them died, not at that moment, but at some point after the planting of the flag, three of those six men died. And um, so that picture was taken, I think, the 23rd of February, 1945. It's the only picture to have won a Pulitzer Prize in the same year in which the picture was originally published. That, that picture was published, and it became iconic right away. 
and it won a Pulitzer Prize that same, uh, that same year. And uh, so many people um, look to that for inspiration, of course. And, and um, you know, where this, America may not be your native country, and wherever you are from, no doubt you are just as proud of your flag. That flag represents planting the the, the, that flag represents the, 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 the United States of America and the authority of the United States. And, and, um, and planting that flag meant that, that um, those Marines are saying this territory belongs to the United States. We're taking this territory. And, um, but uh, you, the same thing happened in 1969 when the men landed on the moon. What did they do? They planted a flag. The scripture that we're reading here in Exodus 17, Moses said, verse 15, he named the altar Jehovah Nissi, which means the Lord is my banner. That's my next point. The Lord is my banner. And when we, uh, this is all natural. Thank you for that picture. This is all from a natural perspective, the picture I showed you. But uh, in the spirit, in the spirit, when we believe and confess God's word, we're planting a flag that says to Satan, you may be the small G God of this world, but there's no trespassing on me, on my family members. There's no trespassing devil in the name of Jesus. I have authority over you. And where this flag is planted, you may not come. Glory to God. And when we're believing and speaking and confessing God's word, we're in the spirit planting a flag of authority. And it doesn't matter what king, where, 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 where you are from, what country you are from, what, where, wherever you're from. Let me tell you, if you are in Christ tonight, we are all part of the same kingdom of God. We're from, as Brother Craig was preaching so powerfully today, we are from God's heavenly kingdom. Glory to God. And in the spirit, we plant a flag of authority that says, Satan, no trespassing. This is God's territory. This is God's property. We're not going to yield an inch to you. And so he is, after all, he is Jehovah Nissi. He is Jehovah Nissi, praise God. And, uh, and, and he's uh, his banner. His ban- you know what his banner is? His banner over us is victory. His, his banner over us is victory. Uh, go with me, if you will, uh, to uh, Judges, the book of Judges, chapter 6, if you will. Judges, chapter 6. Oh, we're turning quickly on tonight. Judges, chapter 6. What's your next point? The Lord is my peace. What was your last point? The Lord is my banner. What banner? The banner of victory. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through, he's your banner of victory. Here in, in Judges chapter 6 and verse 24, it says, And Gideon built an altar to the Lord, and there named it Yahweh Shalom, which means the Lord is peace. And my point here to you is the Lord is my peace. Praise God. And whatever you need, let me tell you, God's got peace for you. He's the God of peace, first of all. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says he's the Lord of peace. Glory to God. Over in Romans 16, it says the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. Praise God. 2 Thessalonians 3.16 says he's the God of peace. Isaiah 9.6 calls him the Prince of Peace. Glory to God. God's got peace for you. The Bible tells us in Colossians 3.15 to be led by his peace. 
Whatever situation you're going through, whatever situation you're facing, he is the Lord of peace. And God, he wants you to have peace on tonight. He's provided victory for you. He wants you to be able to sleep on tonight. He's got victory for you. He wants you to be able to have peace in any and every circumstance. He is Jehovah Shalom. He is the God of peace. Praise God. The Lord is my peace. Let's keep running. Now we're going to 2 Samuel now. 2 Samuel chapter 5. And of these seven points I'm quickly making here, of these seven points, this one is the one that God does not initiate. Somebody else initiates this name. And all of the other ones I've give, given you, God initiated his own name. And, and the person, who, whether it was Gideon or whether it was Abraham or whether it was Moses or, or whomever, they just repeated the name that God revealed himself by. Here, it's so interesting. I chose this one because there's a man who went with something so powerful and he, and he gave God a name. And let's go, this is in 2 Samuel 5, verse 20. David went to Baal-perazim and defeated the Philistines there. And the, he said, the Lord did it. David exclaimed. Everybody say, the Lord did it. Yeah. He said, the Lord did it. David exclaimed. He burst through my enemies like a raging flood. So he named that place Baal Perazim, which means the Lord who burst through. In other words, he's the God of the breakthrough. I said, I wish I had an amen there. I said, David said, God, you're the God of the breakthrough. David was saying, in effect, I had no way of winning. He was saying, in effect, I was outnumbered. He was saying, in effect, I could not have won. He was saying, in effect, in the natural, it looked bad. He was saying, in effect, the the numbers looked bad. I was against the odds. Oh, but God burst through my enemies, and he said, God, you did it. You're the God of the breakthrough. And I said, God has got a breakthrough for you. Listen to me, as I prayed through this uh, message in the, in the past week and a half or so, listen, I, I felt this so strongly in my spirit. You may be struggling with something that you haven't been able to get a hold of. Someone may be struggling with some type of addiction. You may have some type of addiction to, to, uh, to, 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 to marijuana or to smoking or to, uh, to alcohol or to some drug. Something may have you bound. And you may have prayed and thought, well, it doesn't look like I'm going to ever be free. But you are serving tonight the God of the breakthrough. I wish I had an amen in this place. I said, God sent me to tell you he's got a breakthrough with your name on it. If you can believe it, he's got a breakthrough for you tonight. David said to get through like that, to to overcome like that, there was no way I would have made it except for the God of the breakthrough. He broke through my enemies, glory to God, and gave me the victory. Tonight, just as David proclaimed, he is the God of the breakthrough. Anything you might be struggling with, he's the God of the breakthrough. Somebody said, I'm struggling with pornography. He's the God of the breakthrough. Somebody said, I can't kick this nicotine. He's the God of the breakthrough. Somebody said, this alcohol got a hold of me. He's the God of the breakthrough. Somebody said, I got uh, uh, these prescription pills. I can't get, I can't. He's the God of the breakthrough. And if you can believe it, God, he's got a breakthrough. He's got a breakthrough for you. He's got a breakthrough with your name on it. He's got a breakthrough for you. Oh, praise God. God's got a breakthrough. He's got a breakthrough with your name uh, on it. Praise God. Let's go on to the next one. We have just a moment left. Go with me to Jeremiah 33. Jeremiah chapter 33. Jeremiah chapter 33. 16 is our verse. I'll read 15. Jeremiah 33, 
15 on tonight. In those days and at that time, I will raise up a righteous descendant from King David's line, and he will do what is just and right throughout the land. Now I'm in Jeremiah 33, about to read verse 16. And in that day, Judah will be saved. Jerusalem will live in safety, and this will be its name. The Lord is our righteousness. Jehovah said canoe. Praise God. God is our righteousness. What does that mean? Well, when the Bible declares something righteous, it declares that that's something that, that God approves. When the Bible declares something righteous, it means that it is as right as God. When the Bible declares something righteous, it means that whatever it is is forgiven. And in the eyes of God, God can see, uh, God sees past the faults and shortcomings of whatever that is. How did we get this righteousness? Christ died to give us that righteousness. I don't have time to read it, but you know, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21, Christ our, our righteousness doesn't come from us being good enough, from us working, trying to be good enough for God, trying to do things that are good. You may be doing good things, but that won't make you righteous. There's only one thing that can make you righteous tonight. It's the efficacy of the blood of Jesus Christ. There's nothing, all of our, all of our righteousness is as filthy rags, the Bible says in Isaiah. But, but only the blood of Jesus can remit a man's sins. Only the blood of Jesus can wash away guilt. Only the blood of Jesus can wash away shame. Only the blood of Jesus can free a person from the, from, from, from the bondage of sin. The blood breaks every chain. The blood breaks every bondage. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus. He is, the Lord is our righteousness. With every head bowed tonight and every eye closed, man, our time goes by so quickly, doesn't it? The Lord is our righteousness. Before we close tonight, I want to speak to you. If you're watching online and you don't know the Lord, you say, what does that mean? Well, if you were to die tonight, you're not sure you'd go to heaven. You don't, you don't know if you'd go to heaven. You say, I hope I'd go. Well, Jesus died so that we can know. And if you're a hoping, then you need prayer because Jesus said, I want you to know, to confirm, to be sure that you're going. And if you're here in the auditorium or if you're watching online, then we want you to know there's help for you tonight. Jesus gave his life. Jesus died for you. And you can be free tonight. There's no bondage like the bondage of sin. But Jesus died. He gave his life. He hung on that cross. Then he rose again with victory over death, hell, and the grave. Victory for you. Whatever you need tonight, Christ has died to provide that. And if you're not saved, he'll save you tonight. You could be here and you may be saved, but you may not be living right. You may know in your heart of hearts, I'm just not living for Christ. I'm not living right. God knows it. I know it. Devil knows it. But I'm going to change that right now tonight. I want to get right. I want to experience the power, the authority of all of his names. Oh, if you're here on either of those two invitations, you don't know the Lord or you're, 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 you know the Lord, but you're, you're not walking with him and you want to get right with him. Lift your hand and let me pray for you. Would you let me pray for you anywhere in this auditorium? Ushers, help me. We don't want to go. That's for sure. Don't let anything hinder you. Did, do we have a hand over there? I, I can't see. Did, did we have a hand over there? Someone? Brian, did we have a hand raised? No? Okay. Someone pointed to something. Okay. If you're here, you want to get right with God. 
you want to make things right with the Lord, lift your hand. Let me pray for you. There is a name. Oh. And that name is greater than any name. There is a name, the name Jesus, that encompasses all of the names. And I didn't mention all the names for God, but the name of Jesus is so powerful, it encompasses all of those names for God. And the Bible says for this cause, for this reason, God highly exalted him and bestowed upon him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those in the earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess to the glory of God the Father that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus has been given a name that carries authority in three different realms. And that name encompasses every name that we mentioned tonight and the names that we didn't have time to mention. If you'll just say that name, call upon that name, that name has the power to save, to heal, to deliver, to set free. That name has the power to break bondages, to heal sicknesses. There's power and authority in that name of Jesus. Just before we go, you say, I want prayer. Brother Bill, I need prayer. Lift your hand. Let me pray for you. Anybody here, you say, I need prayer. I, I, I need prayer. Okay. If that's you, get up out of your seat and come right down. Come right down. Let me pray for you. Come on down. Let me pray for you. Praise God. You say, I need prayer. Oh, there's a name carrying authority in three different realms. Jesus said, if you can believe, the man said, help me if you can do anything. Jesus said, if I can do anything, Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Glory to God. Come on down here, sister. Praise God. Who are we praying for tonight? Mike, your son. Okay. Tell me how you want me to pray. Okay. All right. You're going to stand in proxy for him tonight. Okay. Come on. Come on. You want prayer? Come on. You want prayer? Come on down here. You sit there. If you sit there in pride, you're going to miss your blessing. Sometimes people want to catch you in the parking lot. Don't try to catch me in the parking lot. Come while the anointing is moving. Come down here right now. Let the Lord, let, 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 we love you. We're family. We're not going to condemn you. You're among family here. There's only one person who operates by guilt, shame, condemnation. His name is Satan. Jesus said, there's therefore now no condemnation to those of us who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the, the, uh, the, the flesh, but after the spirit. Praise God. So don't sit there in pride and the Holy Ghost is moving on you to come for prayer. Come on down here and let God help you. Come on down here and let him help you. If you'll come down here, you'll, you may take a few steps down here, but God will take some, woo, you, you may take one step, but God will take two steps. How do you want me to pray for you tonight? praying for you tonight. Healing. Okay. All right. Praise God. All right. I want you to stand up on your feet in the congregation. We're going to pray. We're going to pray for each one of these. We're going to pray for your children. We're going to pray for healing for this gentleman. And we're going to pray for Mike, Pearl's son. Stretch your hand. Let's start with Pearl. Let's start with Mike here. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I know my sister Pearl stands in proxy for Mike. And we lay our hands on him like he's right here with us. And Father, we know there's no distance in prayer. There's no distance in the spirit. So we command him to be free in the name of Jesus. And we lay his hands on on his precious mama like we're laying hands on him in the mighty name of Jesus. We say, Mike, come out of that. Mike, be free in the name of Jesus. Be free. Be healed and whole and free in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Can you tell me what area we're praying for for healing for you? Is it your foot? 
yeah, yeah. Father, we thank you for this dear brother, and we pray for him, and we pray for health, healing in his foot. You are, Exodus 15, 26, Jehovah Rapha. 1 Peter 2, 24, who his own self bore our sins upon the tree so that we being dead to sin could yield, could live unto righteousness. And Father God, by his stripes, he was healed in his foot. We proclaim healing in the name of Jesus in that foot. Health and healing right now in Jesus' mighty name. You believe that? Yes. Praise God. We want your report. We want you to write in your report. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How many children are we praying for? Two. What are their names? Jacob and Esther. Father, we stand with this precious mama for Jacob and Esther. There's no distance in prayer, no distance in the spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for health and salvation for Jacob and Esther in the name of Jesus. We thank you for setting them free. We thank you for strengthening and helping Jacob and Esther in every area. Father, put a hedge around them. Put a a Holy Ghost hedge of protection around Jacob, around Esther. Father, set them free in every area of their life. Set free, save, healed, delivered by your power, by your spirit. May Jacob and Esther never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. How are we praying for you tonight? surgery coming up. All right. Father, we thank you for our precious sister, and we thank you and set ourselves in agreement with her right now. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are the God who heals us. You are the mighty God, the mighty healer sent from heaven. We thank you for it. In the name of Jesus, we evoke the power of that name, health and healing, health and healing. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, we command our sister to be whole, to be free, to be healed from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. If she has that surgery, it'll be successful. Be like clockwork. Be perfect. Thank you for health, for healing. However you do it, we give you the glory for it, and we thank you in Jesus' holy name. Come on, let's lift our hands to the Lord now. Let's worship God. God's done something in here. Let's worship the Lord. Let's bless his name. Oh, God is good. God is good in this place. Oh, praise God. Somebody else in here wants prayer. You better hurry up. Oh, glory to God. Somebody, you wanted prayer. You better hurry up. You better hurry up. Praise God. The curtain is closing. You better hurry up. Come on quick. Somebody wants prayer. Somebody wants prayer in this place. You better come on. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. He's moving by his spirit. 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 Brother, come this side. Bring that brother this side. He's moving by his spirit. Just lift your hands to the Lord. Just lift your hands to the Lord. Just stretch your hands toward these. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm going to speak the power of that name. I'm going to evoke the power of that name, the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter what's ailing you. It doesn't matter what's troubling you. That name is all encompassing. That name of Jesus carries authority in heaven, in the earth, and under the earth. And in that name, in that name, be free in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on, sis, I see you. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Right here. Come on. Praise God. You ready? In the name of Jesus. Ora bebele moncora fa mama caride. Bocoro fa manga radiche sulla bocca. Arava moncora bebe. You ready? Corova moco. In the name of Jesus. 
In the name of Jesus. Come on, let's praise God. Let's worship God. Come on. Come on, he's the healer. He's the deliverer. Come on, through that name, he brings salvation. Through that name, he brings deliverance. Through that name, he baptizes in the Holy Ghost. Through that name, he sets people free. He breaks bondages. He breaks addictions. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. Did we get everybody? Did we miss anybody? We got them done? Okay. Praise God. Hallelujah. Right. That's all right. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Come on, lift your hands and let's bless the Lord. God is a good God. Come on, thank him. Call him a healer tonight. Come on, call him Jehovah Nissi. He's our banner of victory tonight. Come on, come on, call him our healer, our provider, our deliverer. Glory to God. He's the God who's more than enough. He's our righteousness on tonight. Glory to God. What do you need? If you will call him that, he will be that to you. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. He'll be what you call him. Call his name in faith. Call his name. But if you'll call his name, he'll set you free from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. What do you need? He's your provider tonight. What do you need? He's your healer tonight. What do you need? He's your banner of victory. What do you need? He is the all-sufficient one. What do you need? He's your righteousness. What do you need? He's your breakthrough tonight. Oh, he's the God who's more than enough. <laughs> Oh, glory to God. Our prayer members are coming. Glory to God. Hallelujah. These people are anointed. Glory to God. Give all these prayer partners a big hand. Our sister Winnie's amazing, praise God. Well, glory to God. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Man, where does the time go? The time always goes by so fast. Your victory is in his name. You say, I can't remember all those names you said. Then just remember the name Jesus. Because <laughs> that name encompasses it all. If you got Jesus, you got it all. <laughs> glory to God. Remember, you be right here Wednesday night. Uh, hour of power. And then be back here Sunday morning. Pastor, will have another fantastic word for us on Father's Day. Until then, oh, keep the banner high. Keep his name on your mouth. Cling to his promises like Moses had his hands in the air, one on the word, one with a mighty confession, and walk in the victory that God has ordained for you. And we'll see you right back here on Wednesday. God bless you one and all.